0: My name's Olivia. I'm Raven. We are not the default Americans.
1: When we go back in the past for Black history, well, now we got a problem. But for white people,
0: how far you want to go? If you want to piss off any everyday average, non-Black American, Just add black. Including
1: black people is not excluding white people. Every damn time we get rights or acknowledgement, it sparks a violent rage.
0: Especially in white people.
1: I am not less deserving just because I'm a black blind woman. Disability makes a lot of people uncomfortable.
0: It affects the psyche of people with disabilities. Like, did we not contribute?
1: Another way to fight against oppression is to celebrate our successes and our progress.
0: We're not completely our oppression.
1: You can sit there and talk about how you think everybody is equal, but do equality, do equity.
0: As long as they're getting what they need, they don't want things to change.
1: Today, we're talking about righteous anger, specifically addressing this claim or idea that Reason and emotion are opposites or Mm. they cancel each other out, Mm -hmm. showing anger or getting emotional while trying to make a case or engage in intellectual discourse undermines your argument and illegitimizes your words out of the gate, regardless of if what's actually being said is factual and reasonable.
0: I've gotten accused of this a lot. I'm a very emotional person.
1: Women, especially black women, get accused of this a lot, I find. So fucking I'm going to just say that. People dismiss us because we don't have the same genitals as them. That's true. Or the same skin color as them. So allow me to nerd out for a moment. Yay. Because this made me think back to the courses that I took in college on communication and logic as a part of my philosophy program. I think what's happening now in these debate bro spaces and all these dudes who like to get into debating, they understand that emotional appeal is a logical fallacy. And I just, I'm talking about guys because men overrepresent the debate space and spaces where philosophy is discussed i mean Mm -hmm. i can speak to for sure i was the only woman in so many of my classes only black person yes also only woman i have been to an event and there were 50 people there and i was the only woman yeah and i asked by the way because i thought it i don't hear a single woman's voice in this bitch but i was like (sighs) well maybe there's like women with deeper registers or other women just not speaking i had to ask i was like am i the only woman in here And he looked around and he's like, um, yes. (laughs) And I was like, wow, there's 50 people here and I'm the only woman. Because it was a space, though, popular for people who are super into philosophy and logic. And yes, there are women who major in philosophy like I did. I had a professor who was a woman during my program, but we are not the majority in that space. And so anyway... A lot of these guys in the space believe that any appeal to emotion whatsoever is illogical or irrational. And I think what's going on is people confuse the fallacy called emotional appeal with pathos. Allow me to explain what these are. So <laughs> a logical fallacy is a type of flawed argument or flawed reasoning. There's so many fallacies, right? If you've ever heard terms like circular reasoning, that's a Mm -hmm. logical fallacy. Emotional appeal is just one type of fallacious argument. The fallacy emotional appeal is making an argument without using facts, logic, reason, or I say good evidence, not just any evidence because all evidence is not good evidence.
0: Which broke my whole brain.
1: Pathos, which if you've taken a course in communication, you learn that the three essential elements of a good argument are logos, which is logic, ethos, and pathos. Ethos is essentially the beliefs or attitudes So like ethics. Ethics. It's essentially what informs the way you behave. So, yes, I want to say like the justification, the why behind what you think, because it's not good enough to just say, I think X is true and so should you. Well, why do you think X is true? And furthermore, what makes it true? Yeah, what makes it true? Also, why should I believe that? Mm -hmm. And then pathos is affecting the emotions of your audience, or whoever you're having a conversation with, through your display of emotion, which can include your vocal intonation, your tonality, your verbiage, facial expressions, gestures. I like to use emotionally charged language, obviously, as anybody who listens to this podcast knows we do a lot of swearing. So... You know, some people think, well, I'm not gonna listen to anything that you say when you're swearing. Okay, well, goodbye, bitch. You we we can't have conversations. Mm -hmm. Like if that pisses you off, you've got some really big issues that you need to sort out in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Like when they say your argument's invalid once you start swearing.
1: Your argument's invalid once you start swearing. And I I Mm -hmm. think that's bullshit. Swearing does not cancel out any factual information that you've said. It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's what I'm saying. Like people confuse pathos with emotional appeal especially these dudes who like the minute you start getting expressive they want to dismiss you
0: well my theory is that because it's a male-dominated space and in Mm -hmm. western society and they think they're
1: more logical
0: they think they are more logical because we say that emotionality is weak and we do not encourage boys or men to show emotion. So if you are showing emotion, you must be weak. And if you are weak, then everything you're saying is weak. And if it's a male dominated space, as soon as you start doing that, they are automatically predisposed against whatever you're trying to say. And I do think it's just toxic masculinity sort of at work.
1: And it's stupid too, because a lot of these guys though you'll see them display emotion
0: yeah and freak
1: out over some shit
0: anger is acceptable cool. for men.
1: if a woman is doing it if a black woman is doing it if a black person Especially, is doing it if you're in the yeah. context of white people yeah,
0: yeah, yeah like
1: that's seen as irrational illogical
0: yes
1: like it's not okay for us but it's okay for them
0: mm-hmm. and now sadly to say there's a lot of black people using it against each other. Like, there's a lot of black men if they are saying, "Well, yes, uh, in
1: black spaces, black mm-hmm. men do it to black women, where mm-hmm, they like, will oh, now dismiss you're just being an angry black, black,
0: black women." Yeah, you can't do the same shit just in black. Like, it's still fucked up. Just because you're black, it's still fucked up to do.
1: Well, and I think one of the things. That parents do to reinforce this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those of us raised by the bowmer generation. Ever heard talk to me when you're done crying or whatever mm-hmm. type of stuff? And that reinforces this type of thinking that it's not just appealing to emotion, but displaying emotion is unreasonable in the case where, like, you are making an argument or presenting a case. I wanted to give an example of emotional appeal that is unsound reasoning because people do this all the time one of the examples i can think of as someone who has said like i don't want to have kids i hope all the best for them i still respect them as people i'm not gonna go out of my way to hurt them or wish harm upon any of them right still oh i'm just not about children and people will be like well you were a kid once Yeah, I mean, I also had cancer. What's your point there? Like, I'm supposed to love children and want children because I was a child? That makes no fucking sense. Just because I have lived through Mm -hmm. certain experiences in life doesn't mean that, one, I enjoyed it, and two, that I want to deal with it all over again. Right. There are so many people who are like, I would give anything to be a kid again. Let me tell you something. I would. Not me. No.
0: I say that all the time. People are like oh being an adult is hard. I'm like, but I'd much rather be an adult and have it be hard than be a child yes. any day
1: of the week, any day of the week. I would take my worst time in adulthood over my best time in childhood. Uh, yes. So anyway, another one. I was out with some people and most of us have dogs in our lives and there was this guy with us and somebody said about him like, oh, you know, he don't like dogs. And somebody else turned to him and was like, how can you not like dogs? Like your twin sister, he's close with his twin sister, and your best friend have dogs. And he was like, yeah, but my twin sister and my best friend are not dogs. Like, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't mean that <laughs> he has does to that like have to them. Do with anything? Yeah. Right? It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Right. Yes. The two people that he spent the most time with have dogs. It doesn't mean that he has to like them. Now, right. if he would, again, like I said, what matters is, do you wish them harm? If you're trying to harm dogs and stuff, now it's just extra fucked up, but. He doesn't need to like dogs in order to enjoy spending time with those people. And also, it doesn't magically make him like dogs. It doesn't magically make dogs something that they're not just by him spending time with those people who have dogs in their lives. I'm very close with my older sister. She yeah. has a child. I love my niece. I love my sister. Still don't want kids.
0: Still no. don't want children. And you can't. <laughs> yes.
1: So those are some very non-controversial Examples that I thought of, when we get into stuff where people are, like, hot topics, people go back and forth about, I guess, additional hot topics, people go back and forth about, abortion has been the thing for the past half century. But I think an argument that's an emotional appeal that people make in regards to abortion is anti-choice folks are, like... You know, how would you feel if your mother would have aborted you?
0: Which makes no fucking sense.
1: Which makes no sense.
0: Like, I wouldn't be here to feel, so it's irrelevant.
1: You do understand there was a time I didn't exist anyway, right? It's not like (laughs) I have always existed and will always continue to exist. And
0: let's not act like everybody has thoughts and cognition from the time they're born. They're like, I remember coming out of my mother's vagina or being cut out of her uterus. It's stupid. It's not an argument. Or as
1: if you had a choice about being born. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? I didn't decide to come into existence in the first place, so what difference does it make? Right. Anyway, that's an emotional appeal. I would say pathos is a lot of what we do on this podcast. Allow us to toot our own horns, I guess. We are not just making assertions on here and not backing them up we have talked many times about the amount of research that we put into our episodes and people can look at it and refute it if they wish at any time i definitely think that what we do is an example of pathos because we definitely get fired up we swear
0: just a little (laughs) and display emotion
1: through our like tonality pitch things of that nature and i Mm -hmm. don't think that makes anything that we say irrational no this is the thing about this This idea is harmful because it makes it seem reasonable to devalue personal experience or Mm -hmm. it discourages from attaching people to facts. And that's what fires us up is behind all the facts that we cite. I think back to the abortion episode. There are people behind that. There are pregnant people being murdered.
0: Yes. Not
1: just fetuses being destroyed. There are people being murdered.
0: Right. They're not just statistics.
1: Exactly. I applaud the people who can sit there and talk about some vile shit in a very matter-of-fact, academic, sanitized way. I'm going to call it a sanitized way because even if you spit in the truth, the fact that you are just not showing any emotion about it is, I don't have a word. I don't think it's wrong, but I also, I listen, I'm not able to do it. I don't want to say I'm not able to, but I don't want to do that. I have feelings about this information because it affects everyday people. Some of them like me, some of them not. Right. And it's fucking disheartening. I find it harmful to believe that we have to separate our emotions or our displays of emotion from facts. And also, I I don't know what it says about you as a person. When you just dismiss people out of the gate for actually, you know, crying or getting angry or swearing, you somehow want the human element gone from talking to people when it comes down to intellectual discourse. And I feel like that is (laughs) fucked up.
0: It's kind of like when people expect their kids or dogs to do exactly what they say with no deviation, like, without ever Like It's wholly unreasonable. This is yeah. for you to be like, I want you to express this very personal thing or very intimate thing with no emotion. Was what? What the fuck? You're talking to people. You do realize that, right?
1: You're talking to people, <sighs> and you want us to act like one. You want us to act like we're not people, and two, act like we're not talking about people's lives. We're supposed to act like this is a fucking game. This is some hypothetical bullshit when it's not. That's why I always hate it when people actually do go to hypothetical situations. I'm like there is enough of real life that you don't even need you don't. A hypothetical.
0: Can we uh, just talk about hypothetical situations? You can think through because you're not in immediate danger or you don't have to make an immediate decision or all of the elements are in your control in a hypothetical situation. But that's not reality.
1: Yeah, and it hurts a lot of people too because Okay, aside from the fact that confusing pathos with emotional appeals is just flat-out flawed, this perpetuates the idea that being angry or emotional doesn't have a place if you want to be heard, understood, or want your experience to be accepted as true and valid. For certain folks, especially marginalized groups of people, we are viewed as inherently unreasonable because society says these types of people are more expressive, so they don't know what they're talking about because they're expressive. This could be black people, black women, women in general. Uh, you got the cranky disabled person stereotype. And listen, like we are dismissed so easily so often and we have to fight to be heard. It's not just one fight or the same ongoing fight with one person or one group of people. We have to advocate for ourselves in so many situations and areas of life that it wears us down. This shit is exhausting. It is angering. It is infuriating. It's depressing. I should not have to fight to be heard like every other person can be, like any other human can be. We're just supposed to act like that doesn't affect us. And it's supposed to just not come through when we are advocating for ourselves. Like you're just supposed to have this even measured tone and just be super considerate of other people's feelings when like they just pissed you the fuck off. I disagree with that, especially since we live in a society that not just when it comes to advocacy or intellectual discourse, people are taught that they're supposed to suppress their emotions and not show certain emotions like anger or disappointment or you're not supposed to complain, all of this nonsense. We're not supposed to talk about how things hurt us. So it makes it even more harmful. And it's just fucking unrealistic. This is not just unique to folks in marginalized communities, but a lot of us are taught that we should act like our problems don't exist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we brought up in multiple episodes, like when people admire folks for not complaining or think that's an admirable quality.
0: Like that's a fucking admirable quality. That pisses me
1: off. I think that this ideology reinforces that, that if you want to be believed, if you want to have any authority, even when it comes to your own fucking experience. Mm
0: hmm. That you must present it with no emotion whatsoever. Yeah,
1: you've got to present yourself in a palatable way.
0: I think a lot of it has to do with people feeling inadequate to handle vulnerability. Like they don't know what to do with emotions. So they're like, no, it's not me. That's the problem. I'm not lacking in empathy and sympathy. You are complicating this situation by bringing emotion into it. Mm -hmm. You're the problem, not me. Not let me try empathizing with this person and making space for that vulnerability it's i can't handle it so let's not even address it
1: i agree with that because a perfect example of this is fucking racism whenever Mm -hmm. black people or other folks talk about their experiences as racialized people white people the people who cannot relate to living a racialized existence always come through with the like how that's not their experience Mm -hmm. well (laughs) that can't be true because this that and the third And they just dismiss you because they can't relate to you. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do with your vulnerability. That's not their experience. And so it just must not be true. Men do it to women as well. Mm -hmm. And non-disabled folk do it to disabled folk. I mean, it happens in so many different areas of life. Cishet people do it to folks who are queer. So... Mm -hmm. It is reinforced in a lot of our lives, not just during intellectual discourse. And that, that's right. what makes it so harmful, in my opinion. And even when we do bring personal experience into intellectual discourse, which there's nothing wrong with that, if you talk about it in an emotional way, you still get perceived as irrational and treated as though like we're not capable of understanding our own experiences. This is why you have terms like mansplaining and whitesplaining Mm -hmm. because they act like, well, you're just looking at it from the wrong perspective. with with your black perspective Let with me tell your woman you how perspective you
0: feel or what's really going on because I'm the authority yeah
1: and people don't understand our anger is justified this is infuriating that we go through so much we go through so much discrimination face so much prejudice and exclusion and we still have to fight for people to take us seriously it's not just good enough for me to talk about my experience i have to advocate for my word to have weight. That's what people miss. We have to advocate for our word to even be considered as valid. And that is fucked up. Mm -hmm. And the issue is not with us. Like you're saying, the issue is with society. Like they analyze our behaviors and words differently as members of marginalized communities. It's definitely been the case where men can make choices Without having to justify them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, women get taken to task over the choices that they make.
0: You gotta prove yourself.
1: You have to prove yourself. You have to justify it. I wanna go back to parenthood for sure. Men, yes, we do have people who are anti-deadbeat dad, but not enough, in my opinion. But, not enough. But even men who are present in the home, it's okay for them to not fucking be there. Or be there in a way that's not really fucking there.
0: Yeah, I know people who are married single parents.
1: Yes, that's okay for men to do. Women, you gotta justify anything you do for yourself as a mom. Like, you're going to get your nails done. You're going to have dinner by yourself. You're going for a girl's night. There are definitely moms who call each other out for like, If you have a night out, it needs to be with other moms and it needs to be because your children are having a play date or some event needing chaperoning or whatever, right? Like you aren't
0: just a woman. Yeah,
1: like your identity now is mother only Mm -hmm. and women have to justify that choice to just be a woman separate from mommy.
0: Even when you have situations like language, right? If a mom can't go out, she's like, oh, I can't find anyone to watch the kids. I've heard several and I've corrected several men when they said, Oh, I can't do X because I've got to babysit my kid. And I'm like, You're not babysitting, you're, you're parenting? parenting. Like, if a mom said, Yeah, and no, I can't find anybody to watch the kids, so I got to stay home and babysit my kid, people be looking at her sideways and upside down, like, What's wrong with you? Because we understand the moms are parents. People just say mom is a parent by default, but a father has a choice. And I don't agree with that. But also, too, I was thinking and I will acknowledge that I've not done the deep delve into research that is needed. So, hey, if I'm wrong, please let me know. But think about sterilization, right? If a man says he wants (gasps) to get a vasectomy. I highly doubt that people are like, well, what if your woman or what if your future partner wants children or you had to wait to a certain age or you got to get the consent of a woman? You would never hear that. Whereas for a woman, it's like, well, you might change your mind or a woman needs to have people signing off before yeah, it's OK. She for still her to doesn't hang.
1: have autonomy over her home, o- her own body.
0: I don't know if an 18 year old can get a vasectomy, but it wouldn't surprise me if he could.
1: There are certain things that get perceived as valid or right or profound simply because a guy said it, especially a white guy, Christian don't hurt. And women are not granted that.
0: No. And people won't even question it.
1: And in the example that I'm about to use, Black people aren't even granted this. Okay. Let me take, for instance, this is why we got a term right now like woke, because what happened is there were some white people who became aware of racism and how there were white people treating black people like they're not people. Mm -hmm. Or there are cishet people learning that, oh, yeah, we have been trashing the LGBTQ community this whole time. And like somehow that is woke. Well, really what this is, is for so long, we were not seen as an authority on the truthfulness of our own experiences. And Mm -hmm. now that you got people outside of our communities who are aware and speaking up and out about it, those people get considered woke, but not only that, they are considered more credible than people than living. the people who live this shit. You can see it in the following that people have in these different social media spaces.
0: Mm-hmm. Can we talk about too, though, that the fact woke has been around since at least the '60s in the black community? Yes. And then white people got a hold of it. Now it's a an insult by the right wing conservative. Yes,
1: because you're not supposed to be understanding of experiences. You're not supposed to recognize because you can't understand it. But you're not supposed to recognize and acknowledge the fucked up experiences that other people lived and the oppression that people face. Right. You're not supposed to recognize that shit.
0: So instead of empathizing with it, you make fun of it. Yes. Like, I don't understand that.
1: Yeah. But this is the same crowd. We got insults now, like simp and caping and all of this bullshit.
0: And like I told you earlier, when people start using that type of language and this type of... It's not even logic, but when they argue like this... I can't engage with them. I understand that you're supposed to be able to prove your point. And blah, no, blah,
1: my blah. words are not going to have any weight. If you use it's language not. like this, you don't give a fuck about what I think what as I a black to woman. You not say before I
0: started speaking.
1: No, because you don't care what I think. I'm a black person, black woman, black disabled person.
0: Doesn't matter how logical I am. Doesn't matter how calmly I present my arguments. You've already decided. So those people, to me, are not even worth engaging with. They are literally a waste of my time.
1: And unfortunately, I mean, it's just the truth that a white man getting fired up ain't seen the same as well, one ain't seen the same as a black man getting fired up, especially when we're talking about spaces that aren't predominantly black. Right. But in spaces that you've got mixed race or it is predominantly people of color or not men being expressive or angry, definitely not seen the same way as women, women displaying emotion. It's one of those things that when I come through with my anger, it's not just like, hey, I have to deal with fucked up shit because all of us do. But what all of us don't have to deal with is you have to fight to get the same opportunities that other people are granted out of the gate, whether it's the opportunity to speak, to be represented, to have your voice heard, your needs met. And this is the type of shit I'm talking about when people dehumanize us, like they don't even consider the fact that our needs are going to be different from people in the dominant culture. And let's go to them and hear about the areas in which we are failing as a society educational institution, workplace. There's not even an assumption there that I'm going to have different concerns and needs than everybody else. Like, well, if you got the majority covered, then you got everybody covered. So
0: frustrating.
1: I don't know if I told this story on our podcast yet, but when I went to get my COVID-19 vaccine, the first vaccine, last year, the pharmacist that was quote unquote helping me would not speak to me. She would speak to the person that had accompanied me, right? They transported me to get my shot and they were helping me, making sure I got to the places I needed to be to get my vaccine and got home. The pharmacist kept speaking to my friend, not to me. The lady was saying stuff like, she needs to sign here. Can you click this button for her? And I kept responding to the woman because there's a point at which I'm just like, okay, maybe if I speak to her, she will start speaking to me. That approach didn't work. And then she was like, can she leave her dog outside of the area? She didn't want me to bring my dog back into the space where I was getting vaccinated. And I said, no, I am not. If you're not comfortable with my dog, can you get somebody else who is? And also, like I said, you can speak to me like this is my dog and I am the person who's getting vaccinated. Well, that didn't matter. I sat in this chair. The lady was like, which arm does she want to be vaccinated in? Oh, my God. And I just said the right arm. And so she's like, can you turn her chair around? And so my friend, just thinking she was helpful, was going to she's like, "Okay, I'm going to turn your chair. And I'm like, you can't. My dog is under my chair. I have to resituate myself and my dog. Just give me the space to do that. And the lady was like, can you take her sweatshirt off? Oh, my God. And I was like, you can speak to me. I don't understand why you will not speak to me. So then finally, as she coming over to me to put the shot in my arm, then she is talking to me at that point. Why did it take so fucking How many much, reminders though? do you need? You can tell I can speak. You can tell I can hear. You I didn't what? walk up. Just hang on. Because the other end of this is this. You know how people say to like, okay, you need to report that person. Mm-hmm. You need to call the manager and all that stuff. That was the manager I know this because I called and I said, can I speak to the manager? And it was this very lady. Mm -mm. And I was telling her, I was like, listen, so when we interacted the other day, this was what was going on. And I just want to let you know that it is okay to speak to disabled people. And when people don't speak to us and pretend like we're not there, it is very hurtful because it makes it seem like we are, one, not the people being served. We're not customers. And two, we are not people to begin with. And she was like, you know, I know all of this. I've been in retail for 30 years. And I said, okay. Well, that wasn't apparent when we interacted the other day. And she just kept trying to cut me off and justify her, her bullshit and her rude ass behavior. And I had to say to this lady, hang on a second. Can you listen to me and not speak? I had to one, remind this lady that, okay, it's okay to talk to me. And two, tell her, can you listen to me as well?
0: Why am I asking to be heard?
1: You, We can't have no kind of functional communication according to you. You don't want to listen to me. You don't want to speak to me. I should not have to say to a person, can you listen to me and I'm not speak? An adult. Because shut the fuck up.
0: Is, that is actually the polite way of saying I don't to say
1: because that's listen I could not Let's believe
0: go. yeah so I've had a situation where somebody would be talking to me and then I'll just talk to the person I, like they won't talk to me they'll be like what was she like and I'll be like can you tell them that I want this and then they'll be like oh like yeah do you see how stupid you sound but don't nobody always have time for those fucking mental gymnastics and games and shit like why can't you just Treat me like a fucking person.
1: Which we have to do that shit all the time, right. as as marginalized people for sure. But disabled people, we have so many these haha jokey responses right. because people ask us so many stupid questions, treat mm-hmm. us in stupid ways, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, next time this happens, just do this wild thing that's funny when we're talking about it." But not what you're experiencing. But when you're experiencing it, it's like I should not have to do this. I you should, should just not. be able to see. Me as a fucking human being, exactly and not decide, oh, I have to talk to the person accompanying you. I can't talk to you
0: and then when when disabled folks or black folks or Ooh, whatever marginalized yes, groups yes. snap like a fucking quarterback, mm. then y'all be looking at us like we crazy. like no, because we've been telling you, we've been asking you. We've been giving you the chance and so many chances to change the how you fucking interact with us and listen to what we're saying and empathize with us and you're not. So you're unfortunately, not. You get both motherfucking barrels.
1: Yeah. People will be like, oh, well, you don't have to be so rude.
0: Bitch! I try not being rude.
1: What about? How rude you just were! I exactly. find that boring. There is this double standard. Like it's okay for you to treat me any old kind of way, but if I respond uh, in a way you didn't like, I'm being rude. All of a sudden,
0: I'm supposed to be considerate of the fact that I'm being rude, but you had no fucking qualms when it came to me, bitch. We did not come into this conversation or this interaction with rudeness on our minds. You initiated the shit. I'm just matching your motherfucking energy. I can't fucking stand that. Like, do not try to hold me to a standard when you didn't have any to begin.
1: i was out somewhere at a public event and somebody who knows me saw me and he was talking to me and he was petting my dog and i was like uh don't pet my dog and he's like okay don't yell at me and i'm like but "But you know not to be petting my dog don't come at me saying don't yell at me which that wasn't even fucking yelling you don't know what yelling is first of all but you were a grown-ass man, sir, and you couldn't exercise the impulse control to not pet my dog and then tell me don't yell at you. Don't pet my dog, and we don't have a fucking situation, sir. Oh, my
0: God. Why?
1: <laughs> yeah, people hold us to a different standard than they hold themselves. Like, we have to be the polite ones as disabled people, but it's okay for everybody else to fuck us over. And, of course, I know it applies to more communities than just the disability community.
0: Mm-hmm. Or the Black community, because I know the agents be going off, Pacific Islanders, Native American, Native peoples, but we're in the US. So all sorts of marginalized groups. Yeah. So we I all mean, can relate.
1: There are so many stories, like, people just think they're just being innocently ignorant and no Mm-mm. no i don't give a fuck if you say well you you can't punish people for not knowing what they don't know yes you can you can do it in the legal system and you can do it in your everyday social interactions
0: i'm just sick of people not wanting to be held and i think that's another thing yes, why they, they don't they, want
1: to be held accountable they say they don't
0: want to be no, held don't. accountable so they try to demonize your reactions your legitimate reaction to some ignorant shit that they've been doing and they're like, don't need to be violent. No need to be angry. No need to be whatever. Okay. Like we wouldn't be here if you would have just fucking listened, stop being willfully ignorant and change what the fuck you're doing.
1: Or in people's cases where you're talking about, well, I know the lady's talking about how I, I know all of this. Well, I've been working the in a practice. Well, then why aren't you acting like, you know, that what's going Hello? on? Why do I need to remind you if you know it then?
0: Right. If you know this, then this would be conversation that would never have been had. Girl. That
1: was fucking the fucking manager. It. That's why we... Mm. The
0: manager. Yeah. Like, take it up the chain to what purpose? She is the fucking chain and this bitch dumb as hell.
1: No, you called the district manager. This was a chain of
0: uh, well, places. Well, you can I do did all it. that, but at the end of the day...
1: It's not going to change. That lady it, is still... She's been doing retail for 30 anything. years. And
0: exactly. Exactly. It normally doesn't fucking change anything. I ain't saying don't do nothing. If you feel obligated to do so, report up the chain of command. By all means, do it. But at the end of the day, a lot of times it's just a little slap on the wrist, if that.
1: It sucks, too, because anybody who's who's reported some shit, you know that you can't be acting a fool. Mm -mm. And you have to keep it together.
0: You have to be above reproach.
1: And so I got to sit here and think about palatable ways to say that somebody was an asshole to me. Mm-hmm. I can't call and be like, yeah, your employee behaved in a shitty way. You can't do that. Nope. You no. got I got to sit here and talk about what I'm actually going to say. But I don't know where I found it within myself to tell somebody, <laughs> can you listen to me and not speak? Because I wasn't ready to have to say anything like that. But I was like, okay, Raven, that was really good. Because what I really wanted to say was not productive. In that context. Nope. It's not just infuriating that we have to... <laughs> advocate to such an extreme but it's even more angering when you see that other people do not have to go through this because it's one Mm. thing when it's everyday bullshit and yes you get pissed and you're like this is life but when you see that other people do not have it this hard white men don't have to fight like this to be heard cishet people Mm non-disabled people don't Mm -hmm. face the same types the same amount of dismissal
0: people with money
1: yeah Those people, they are seen as admirable and like they're standing their ground, standing up for what they believe in, being strong and unwavering. If it's us, though, like we're just being fucking difficult. We're making Mm -hmm. shit complicated. We're being irrational. Mm -hmm. Like anything we say is considered irrelevant. How is that not supposed to be maddening?
0: How? And the people that tell you don't get mad are the people who don't have to worry about that. It's easy for them to say.
1: Yes. So, in conclusion.
0: In conclusion.
1: It is not wrong to bring your emotions to an argument.
0: No. i keep doing it.
1: I do think there's a right way to do it. <laughs> I and agree. it's one thing to swear. It's another thing to, like, be verbally abusive to people. And, of course, you don't need to swear in order to be verbally abusive. And I think people don't recognize that because I'm like, you can use some harmful language that doesn't have anything to do with swearing.
0: You really can
1: also we consider on this podcast and explode and whatever to me that's not rude because it's just us we're agreeing with each other we're not shouting each other down or anything it's different though when you see these dudes talk to each other or women or whatever and they do shout people down talk over people and just make it seem like again what they're saying is not valid because you're not in my position
0: Mm mm-hmm or they feel like they can.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no recourse
0: right, if they do like, that. There's no
1: consequences if they do that. no
0: consequences. But so that's why you do get the people who get amped up. Because they're like, if I talk loud enough. Like, I think about Black folks. Yes. And I know why why we're so loud. Because we're like, you can't ignore me if I'm loud enough. I see you trying to ignore me. and I'm going to make it hella difficult for you to do so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People try to use that against us like oh well if you were calmer oh well if you weren't so loud or if you weren't so aggressive then maybe again like we said it does not detract from the fact that we are still right and you're just using that not to acknowledge the fact that we at the very least have a point that's worth listening to right or wrong is not yeah
1: i'm not convinced that's true because there's definitely been times where i don't know if this person was joking when they responded to me in this way i hope but i told them i was like recently i had an experience where like somebody would not fucking speak to me. I was coming up to them and they were in my path and they didn't make no noise, nothing. Cause I understand everybody not verbal, whatever. Okay. Right, right. They didn't make no noise. They didn't speak to me. I asked the person, I said, which side of the hallway are you on? And they didn't respond. And I'm like, I don't get that. And somebody was like, well, you do have a very intense look. And I'm like, so I do not understand what that means, but, and, does that mean that you're not going to speak to me, though? Like, I don't understand what's going on with Here, that.
0: My thing is, because oh, now nowadays, like, you never know if people have headphones in. And as a blind person, you can't tell. No, nope. so you'd be like, oh, are you being rude or did they just not hear me?
1: I was with someone who could see and they said the person didn't have headphones in, though.
0: That's different. Now, and then especially if I hear you turn around and you acknowledge somebody else, because I've had that happen. I'm like, hello. And then they don't speak. But then somebody else come right up behind me and oh, then that person starts talking. And now I'm like, oh, well, fuck you. Right. The f- right back.
1: Yeah. Fuck I've, had, right I've back. had more situations like that than I would like to right. t- talk about. So you can tell me that if I dialed it down emotionally, I would get more respect or whatever. But yeah, you, are also, you are full I, of shit. Also, if somebody can just look at me and think I've got an intense look and just decide not to speak to me. Like we're at work when this particular instance happened to me.
0: isn't your problem. Just like, I'm not going to lie, super tall people make me nervous, but that's a me problem. It ain't their fault that they make me nervous.
1: As disabled people, we make everyone nervous, apparently. We still suffer as a result of that. We do. They make it our problem.
0: Yeah. And
1: like that pharmacist, she was disrespectful to me out of the fucking gate. I wasn't even being emotional. I thought we was Mm. just going to walk up and have an everyday exchange. Silly No. It does not matter how respectful or disrespectful you are to some of these people. They don't care. They turn their disdain for you into your being Mm -hmm. the problem. When, no, you had disdain for me in the first place. You didn't think I was shit to begin with. And like I said, nothing wrong with getting emotional. Because these motherfuckers wouldn't think twice about them being rude to you. Won't think twice about it. Don't question it. We'll go to every length to justify it, even when you bring it back up to them. So yeah. I'm through with the respectability bullshit. I'm yeah. through like, oh, we need to think of them it hopes that they will think no. of us. No, no, I'm not. No, I mean, I'm not going to be calling you out your name and shit, but I'm going to let you know how I feel and that you just came through with some disrespectful stuff.
0: I Agreed. Now, as far as the right way goes, I do believe that like, you should not open proceedings with snatches somebody. That's not the right way.
1: <laughs> well, don't physically interact with people unless they have
0: physically interacted with you. Yeah. I will stand by that. When I say when I think of the right way, that's what I mean. Like, don't physically assault somebody. But you, your emotions are valid and righteous anger is valid, despite what people try to make us think
1: this is intersectional insights. If you like our content, leave us a rating or review to help the podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have any comments, questions, or topic suggestions, you can email us intersectionalinsights at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening.